Hello, welcome to the Period McMaster podcast, where we talk all about periods, tampons, and the experiences of our executive members and SLTs, Celia, Claire, Sarah, Michaela, Catherine, Chaplin, and Maeve. Period is a global nonprofit organization fighting to end period poverty and stigma through service, education, and advocacy. This year, our chapter is partnered with the Native Women's Center, where we donate monetary proceeds, masks, and period products. Now let's get on with the show. We're starting a new series um, on our Insta, where we do kind of weekly or bi-weekly table talks. Um, we're still kind of uh, figuring out the details, but um, this week's topic is pandemics and periods. So um, as you all are probably aware, we're in the middle of a pandemic right now. So one of the things that the pandemic has affected is um, our bodies. So um, today we're just gonna be talking about how um, the pandemic has affected uh, people's menstrual cycles um, with our first topic being on stress. So the pandemic has brought a lot of stress to people because of so many various um, things that have been affected by the pandemic and stress can um, suppress normal levels of reproductive hormones that can lead to abnormal um, ovulation, which can disrupt period cycles. So um, anyone else here have any thoughts on that? Um, how the pandemic might be uh, causing stress that can lead to like period cycle disruptions or any sort of abnormal abnormalities that people might be experiencing with their menstrual cycles? Yeah, um, for me right now, since everything's online and kind of my work schedule and sleep schedule have been messed up because stress and anxiety and how everything's just different. We can't really interact with each other and recreational places are closed like the gym. It's kind of messed up my routine. So I found that I know that periods are related to your brain and that's it can affect the how heavy your flow is or maybe your period cycle and I found that for me personally that my periods have been coming in at different times and have lasted for maybe days or maybe a week or something and it, it's just really different and it causes me more stress I'm like what's going on with me um yeah so that's what's going on been on for me like I don't know my period's just being really weird and I don't really know what I can do about it. I've been trying to like find ways to de-stress. So that's been kind of helping. Oh, I totally feel that. I don't know if anyone is like me, but whenever like something slightly goes wrong with my body, I'm like straight to Google and like diagnosing myself with like the worst possible anything. <laughs> so I'm just like glad we're talking about it today because I know like lots of people are in the same boat when it comes to like self-diagnosing themselves with like a terminal illness. Like I think I'm dying just with like the tiniest thing. Yeah, I, I've i actually dealt with a lot of like weird disruptions in like my, I would get it like every month and then it would go away again. And that was all like stress related, um, but it's kind of normalized. But I've found like during the pandemic, my periods have been a lot more like disruptive. Like they've felt more painful and more just like a big deal, I think, than they do, than they did before. Um, and yeah, I think that's just kind of related to how our lives are just totally different right now. And yeah, so I don't know, it's kind of interesting to think about how like so many factors can affect it. But it's kind of good to hear that more a lot. It's kind of a lot of people are going through this, that it's not just yourself that's having a disruptive period, right? 
like I didn't know that other people were having periods that were being weird right now and I didn't even realize it was because of the pandemic too yeah like it really it really does suck because like we're cramped up at home and because of the stay at home order it's really hard to just like distract yourself or just like you know go out with your friends and like you know have a good time um but I think one thing we can do is just like you know go out on like 10 to like 15 minute walks I think that really helps like I think there is a myth uh uh, with like periods in terms of like oh if you exercise like you're going to get more cramps like it's actually going to hurt your body but it's actually better for your body if you exercise um just so that it releases the tension down there so yeah like um that's just a bit about my experience and sort of what I do to take care of myself yeah I was gonna say you can't actually like go outside as much you're not really walking to classes or like seeing people and so like exercise has gone down and I guess for me like I like going out every day because like running even like it releases those endorphins that make you happy and um yeah to kind of counteract like the cortisol you were talking about Jacqueline like um when it comes with stress in school and like how simple as being at home has affected just not being able to get outside as much like fresh air um, and exercise kind of like you said too, Claire. Yeah, and I feel like, you know, in the pandemic, it's taken away so many of the things that I would have used to distract myself. I'm not big on exercising. So like that maybe hasn't changed so much, but just like seeing friends, like going out, it just, I feel like it does feel like when you get your period now, it's like, it's kind of like all consuming. It is since I'm like sitting in my room all day, it's like, it's, you know, it's just like kind of always on my mind. Like, I don't know any other ways to de-stress myself. Like I've been trying to read and maybe like distract myself with a hobby, but I don't know if, has anybody found besides walking and stuff like that, ways to kind of relax yourself if you're like overloaded with a bunch of things to do with school and maybe work? Yeah, so I'm a very indoor person. Like, I hate working out or exercising. I found meditating to be super helpful. So an app that I recommend is called Headspace. So it has, like, short sessions of, like, mindfulness and meditation that you can follow along. So it's quick, but it's very helpful, I found. I even find, like, doing one, like, new thing a week, like, whether that's, um, like, baking or, like, cooking something or going like skating, like something just very different to throw off my week that is not just like the same day. Cause sometimes you get in that cycle where it's like, am I on the weekend? Am I like middle of the week? Um, and so I feel like having something to look forward to is kind of nice, yeah. Yeah, and I feel just like letting yourself indulge in things. Like there's no rules right now. You know, I made, my roommate and I, we made a carrot cake two days ago and like just in the middle of the week and we're like you know what fuck it we want to do it we walked to the grocery store like spent like 60 dollars on like pans and everything and it's like you know what I don't I don't care like you have to do the things that like make you happy right now and like it's crazy out there and you know I don't you know the things that like maybe like I would have felt like more shame about in the past like just like totally pigging out eating and uber eating dinner like more than I should you know, those are the things that like keep me happy and sane right now. Also, like period sex. Am I allowed to talk about? <laughs> oh my god! I was just gonna bring that up. I was gonna be like, yes, <laughs> literally. Like, if you feel terrible, like you know, it's just. 
I don't know. I feel like it definitely like can help with a lot of like the negative like side effects of like having your period, like whatever, you know, like it's not gross. It's not like disgusting. It actually is like sometimes better. You just, you know, yeah. I feel like that's like an important thing to like normalize too and make it like something that isn't like, oh my God. Just yeah. have like a red like beach towel when you do it. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like oh, most guys that I have been with like they're totally chill with it and it's like it's such a taboo thing and it's like right now like I'm spending like literally like 25% of my life on my period at the moment literally like one week out of the four weeks of the month so it's like yeah you're right and I I find that we're kind of too hard on ourselves sometimes but now we can just do whatever we're not really judged by anything and it and it's good to just not judge yourself too hard you know criticism can be good but like too much of it can really like constrict yourself you know and yeah it's good to try out new things all the time right because you never know if you like it or not yeah and I've also found like I feel like especially during the pandemic like I've been able to kind of I guess be nicer to myself too whereas like I feel as though I'm someone who's really hard on myself, like when I have a lot going on at school or, you know, a lot of work I need to get done. And I feel like I've been like really unproductive. I'm kind of the type of person, I feel like a lot of people in university are, tend to be like, you know, put themselves down for not doing the amount of work they wanted them to do that day and stuff. And so I think I've kind of been better at just saying, you know, like today I just needed to lie and that's okay and it's like you know it's not the end of the world and things will be fine and I think it's also just like kind of put things a little bit more in perspective like you know crazy things can happen and if you don't spend the whole day studying like you wanted to it's gonna be fine (laughs) you know and I think that's also something that goes along with like having your period is like just being really nice to yourself and recognizing that you know you're in a more vulnerable state. Like for some people, you just feel more, I think I feel more vulnerable when I have my period. Like I just feel kind of off sometimes. So I think just recognizing that we just have to like be kind to ourselves, especially during that time. On your period too, I always feel so much more tired and I'm like, I don't want to work. Like my brain's not focusing and like starting to, I don't know, like kind of be more nice to yourself and like taking more breaks or doing something for yourself um, is a good practice like when you're not on your period but then even when you're on your period like making that more of an emphasis to like I don't know find different ways to yeah be nice to yourself like treat yourself um, and not always be so focused on like productivity or like school. Yeah, Yeah, I think both of you guys got really important points, especially right now where it's not just the pandemic that's happening, but there's protests happening like pretty much every corner of the world. Mm -hmm. There's wars happening. There's so much negative stuff. There's so much harm that humans are causing to each other around the world, and it can definitely get to you. So taking a step back and realizing that you're just like at school and how much stress uh, people take over, um, I guess, homework and just assignments overall it's it's unreal how much we revolve our lives around schools and careers when in the end there's just so much happening around us where um when you look at the bigger picture um at the end of the day like you just have to take care of yourself um Mm -hmm. with everything happening it's 
even more important to make sure that your mental health is good. Um, and um, Makawa, you mentioned that point of like just staying like in bed and not being productive. And Sarah, you mentioned that too. And I think that's so important because um, I don't know why, but we're so opposed to the idea of doing nothing. Um, like, why is it so bad that uh, people don't want to do nothing? Like, we always want to be doing something. Mm -hmm. um, I think like this body, mind, and spirit course, and we always talked about like this idea of like how much people hate doing nothing. Like, what is so negative about um, not doing something for some time and just sitting there in your thoughts with yourself? Like, yeah, like to add on to that, like, I think we're, it, it causes like anxiety and like these like anxiety triggers just to be part of this like productivity and, and self-development culture. Like the internet, like wants you to believe that like you aren't doing enough with all the extra time you have now, but like staying inside and like even just tending to your basic needs is like enough, I think. And like, I think that's why it's so important to also just go on a social media cleanse because like sometimes like even for me, like when I'm just like super just like, oh, like, oh my God, like I just feel terrible about myself and like getting into a negative headspace. Like I tend to like compare myself and even just like find stuff online to like validate how bad I am, which is like really terrible. And just to recognize that like, once you're like going into that like negative headspace, like just to remove yourself from that and just like, yeah, give yourself love and like be more compassionate and like kind to yourself is, is very important. So I think that's really like a good point, Jacqueline, just to take care of your mental health also like during a, a period pandemic. Yeah, and it's instilled in us when we're young that being productive means you're gonna be successful, but, and we do, Ten like uh, for myself like I compare myself a lot to people but I kind of have to like think to myself and say like we're all different we go through different paths in life I can't just compare myself to another person because it's we're not the same they they might be going through something that I don't know about but it's hard because then you just see you and you think in your head like everybody else is doing this why am I not doing this you know it's just hard to get that out of your head um yeah and also like I found you know big changes in life and, you know, schedule can really impact different people in dramatically different ways. Like, you know, you see some people who took the pandemic and like all the free time to like really focus on something and, you know, become like really good at one thing and stuff like that. And then like, I, I saw that a lot. And then like, as someone who has ADHD and like struggles like normally to, you know, stay focused on tasks and, um, you know, be really involved in like the things I choose to do. Um, like having all that extra time was kind of like, like crazy for me. And I was like trying to tackle all these new ideas and new things and new hobbies. And then kind of would, like fluctuate between like, oh my God, I'm really excited about this. I'm going to do this new thing. I'm going to do this and then just get overwhelmed and kind of burn out and then spend a while doing nothing. And I think, you know, when you go through big changes, like a pandemic and stuff, mm -hmm. it can really show, you know, how vastly different people react and how it impacts people differently. And so I think it's also recognizing you know, that, you know, just because you're feeling one way doesn't mean everyone else is feeling that way and stuff like that. And so it's just about, 
you know, I think also it like fosters a lot of like empathy too, like being able to put yourself in other people's situations and recognize that other people are dealing with things that are different, like we were saying. That was major rant vibes. <laughs> I really don't even remember what I was talking about. I love about. major rant vibes. No, that was good. That was good. <laughs> yeah, I think there's like such like a good feeling about like just like staying with your friend and saying like, wow, this really sucks. Like, you know, I was just such a pig today. Like I have this friend who I play my Animal Crossing game with. Like we visit each other's islands, such a good time. We spill the tea at each other's like uh, like makeshift cafes. Like it's, it's just so fun. But anyways, like I, I just tell her, I'm like, wow, like I'm such a pig today and I'm great. Like, this is awesome. <laughs> and she's like, oh my God, me too. Like, what did you have? I'm like, I had three pizzas. I'm on my period. I'm about to have chocolate and I'm gonna have ramen tonight. And then she's like, oh my God. I'm going to have takeout and, and then we're just like having a good time. So I think sometimes like if you try to like think of what you need to be grateful for or think of like, oh, I have to be positive. Like it's actually counterproductive, um, like just for your mental health, like during a period or, or just even generally like through a pandemic, because like it is a collective collectively traumatic experience right now. So honestly, I don't think it's bad that like, you you feel like like crap right and and there is some celebration in terms of feeling like crap because it means that we're willing to give ourselves that slack that like relaxation that we've sort of suppressed over time oh i love what you said um there um near the end but like um it's like okay to be sad um i remember i don't know what it was but um, there was like this thing that was kind of going viral on TikTok about like how um, like being sad is, is okay because being sad uh, means that you are human and you ha- can feel those emotions. Um, but it's like it's unrealistic to expect to be happy all the time or for the world to be a good place all the time because it's not. Um, history shown it. Um, there's good times in history and bad times in history. And unfortunately, we get to live through a really negative time right now. Um, it's full of a lot of um, a, lo- a lot of like danger and like hate. But um, it's gonna get better, I guess. Just being optimistic about it is good. Some people aren't. Um, some people still think that we're gonna be in this pandemic for a really long time. And others are like, okay, you know what? This is gonna get- go away. But um, I guess regardless of what's bound to happen, just finding a way to be happy at this moment um, is so important, whether that's meditating, going for walks, eating ramen, eating chocolate, whatever that is. um, It's just so important to do that. (laughs) I can definitely touch upon stress. I don't know if anyone else feels this, but I feel this huge amount of pressure to like reinvent myself right now with all this extra time I have. The first thing I did was I dyed my hair. I was like, I must become a new person. And, oh God, <laughs> and, and, then, and then I'm like, you know what? I'm applying to grad schools. I'm starting this new career. I must come out of this pandemic better than I was going into it. And that's just like, you know, if you're taking this time and you're making yourself better, like all the power to you. But like, sometimes it's hard. Like, you know, like you see these people's transformations. Like I see them always on Twitter or TikTok, like, People like I started working out and I I lost 30 pounds and I've never been healthier and it's like literally amazing I can't and that's okay like I've 
I've sort of come to terms that I'm not going to be this like changed beautiful butterfly once we come out of this pandemic like I'll probably just be like this in the same sort of state and that's okay yeah totally and I also feel like I like this past summer like I kind of have figured out how to be okay with like I guess like in my view, like failure and like getting like setbacks and not kind of reaching your goals the same way that, you know, in the way that you wanted to. Like I kind of went into at the beginning of the pandemic thinking, you know, I was going to like be writing the MCAT and applying to medical school like this fall. And then that like didn't happen. And I was just like, you know, I can't, I just literally can't do that right now. I need to, um, you know, be happy and figure out how to not be so stressed all the time. And, you know, if something that is a goal of yours is, is kind of at the expense of your happiness and your health, it's kind of, I feel like a huge, like, I don't know, huge realization to kind of say, you know, like we're so young, there's so much time, you know, that it's nothing is urgent or, you know, and I'm not a huge failure if I decide, you know, like things are already hard enough. I need to spend this next year, like just finishing school and being happy. And then from there, you know, you figure things out. So I think, you know, as much as things have been hard, I think it's like, a lot of people from who I've talked to are realizing how to like be okay with changes and be okay with things not working out exactly how they had hoped. Yeah, or even um, like no time is really like wasted time. Like even if there's a setback, like even finding like the appreciation and the experiences you have and like all the character development, um, like I feel like, yeah, all time that you have or everything you're doing is still doing something you know what I mean like it's not just like a waste and when you have that like mindset of like I can still grow from this I can find different ways to um I don't know like different things that you wouldn't think of if the pandemic hadn't hit um and so kind of like what you're saying like being okay with like rejection or failure like setbacks um and just appreciating the time you have and the things you can do yeah like people come from all different like walks of life so I think like yeah that thing about time like no time is wasted because time works differently for everybody and people like like you can't replicate other people's path so you're just walking on your own path and I just think it's really important that um, you just focus on yourself and you don't really um, look to other people. Um, maybe you can look to other people for inspiration, but you should just look for inspiration within yourself. And um, this is more so like conversation that I guess we can have because we're in a space where we don't have to a lot of the times worry about the availability of period products. We live in a first world country where we can go to our local shoppers drug mart and we can get period products. Um, but there are some people that even in Canada do not have access to period products. So their stress is amplified, especially during the pandemic where they might be experiencing socioeconomic challenges. And on top of that, um, not being able to um, afford period products um, makes it even more difficult for them to handle the pandemic. Um, 
So I guess that's another conversation that we can have on the availability of period products um, and maybe what can be done to um, improve it. Uh, there's a lot of ch good charities that have been working really uh, hard to um, make sure that menstruators do have period products in the middle of the pandemic. And I think one really um, important thing is promoting uh, reusable period products that um, tend to be less expensive um, for menstruators. So things like uh, cloth pads or um, diva cups. Cloth pads seem to be um, like the most um, realistic sort of um, reusable period products that people can use, especially in countries where um, it might be a taboo, for example, to use like tampons. Um, because people think uh, like people use their people think that using tampons means you've lost your virginity. So um, cloth pads, I think, are so important at this time. Um, any thoughts on that? Yeah, one time when I was looking for some, because I, I used to be like heavy flow, right? And the most expensive period product I've seen was for it was like ultra thin, moderate absorbent for like fifteen dollars, and I was like, that's so expensive. I don't, I don't need to pay this much for period products. But yeah, like even cloth pads, they're super, they're way better in the long run. Um, you and they're way better for the environment, like you said. And you could even try to make them yourselves. Like it could be a fun DIY, I guess, if you're really good at sewing. But yeah, like I don't know. Sometimes I find that period products can be way too expensive, and um, and there are many menstruators in healthcare I think like the majority of healthcare is made up of women so the availability of period products can be really helpful when they're trying to work and especially right now too right so if if, if like period products were more available especially in also other countries too um, then it'd make things way easier for a lot of people yeah and also like I we've like touched on this but I think you know, thinking of options where, you know, instead of it being a temporary, very temporary um, solution, you know, where you give someone a tampon, you know, that helps them for whatever, eight hours or however long they can wear it. But then other options that are more sustainable and reusable are, it, it's more upfront costs more in the beginning however if you think about it you're spending way less money over a period of time and you don't have to keep replenishing so I think you know thinking about obviously like all the environmental factors as well um it's just clear that that you know things kind of are moving in that direction and I also think like during the pandemic, like, I, I don't know about anyone else, but I've always been a little bit like nervous about using like a menstrual cup because I'm like, you know, I don't know if I'll do it right. You know, I'm kind of worried about, I kind of like tend to procrastinate on doing things I need to do. So like, I don't know if I'd be able to keep up with like cleaning it properly or keeping it, you know, the way it's supposed to be. But I think when you have this available time, like, you know, we've talked about not trying to reinvent ourselves, but it's all about doing little things that, you know, can make a big change in the long run. And so I think, you know, trying something new like that is definitely feasible, um, especially when you have all this extra time to like allow it to be kind of integrated into your routine more. I do think it's important though to consider, you know, I think reusable period products are amazing, but it is sort of a double-edged sword because people who 
you know, if you first have to consider like these products need to be washed and they need to be sanitary. So people who are like housing insecure, people who are homeless, that's like not feasible. So I definitely, I just want to make sure like, like literally no shame. Like if you are using like, you know, products that you have to throw away, like you have to do like what is best for you in each situation. And also it's like, I do firmly believe that period products should be publicly funded. I think they should be available for anyone. I'm, I'm hoping that's like a change, like we'll see like policy wise in the next couple of years. But, you know, also like that upfront cost that Makai was talking about, that just like isn't feasible for a lot of people. Like it, you know, spending like, I think a Diva Cups from $40, 30 to $40 or like different types of period underwear or like reusable pads, like those are expensive. And a lot of people, you know, people who are living paycheck to paycheck, especially during the pandemic where so many people have lost their jobs, it just isn't necessarily feasible. Just kind of just like putting that, like that amount of money down at once, even though it might save them money in the long run. So again, just like emphasizing the importance of access to like any types of products, any types of products that anyone would need like based on the situation that someone's in. Totally. And it also ties into like the whole idea of how sustainability is like not as accessible to everyone as people mm -hmm. think, you know, mm -hmm. like I, there's a huge kind of culture recently of people like shaming other people who aren't making sustainable choices you know mm -hmm. by fast fashion who all of these things you know and it's like yes you can say there are certain options that are accessible to everyone but the big you know like a lot of the big sustainable options that everyone knows about are not accessible to everybody and it really ties into like every facet of yeah. our lives and you know you can see that with periods how these options that are more environmentally friendly are not actually accessible to everyone. And so, you know, yeah, I think it's important to not create like a shame about it too. Yeah, I'm literally on the like the NYX website right now, just like looking at the cost of like one pair of underwear and it's literally like over $30, which is like the same as like multiple packs of tampons. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I totally can appreciate that that is just not feasible for a lot of people as well as like the cost and time that would come with washing it because I also think in the conversation about like accessibility like obviously money but also time like time is like really important and yeah. you know the pandemic has just changed like work schedules for so many people especially like essential workers who are like making like just minimum wage who like don't have the time to do this Yeah, that's such an important point. I really, really like how you brought that up because, um, yeah, like I, I'm just on like the Shoppers Drug Mart website right now just because I'm curious about how much a Diva Cup costs and it's $35.99 and it's like you said, like the $30 to $40 range and that's pretty expensive considering that we want menstrual products um, to be publicly funded and essentially free so that everybody can use it. It's, it's kind of ridiculous to see that you know, like diva cups that are sustainable are $35.99. And it also kind of reinforces the bias that sustainable products are expensive and, unaf and unaffordable. But 
the thing is, is I also want to note that sustainable lifestyles can also be affordable and it doesn't have to follow this like positivity slash like very aesthetic way of living. It, it like, like as an Asian person, like I reuse <laughs> like plastic bags and just empty jars. Like even my mom, like I just learned from a very young age that my mom keeps everything. So <laughs> like, for example, she uses these like, uh, like the, um, what is it? Like the, the cookie, the butter cookie tin can for like, like the, the sewing, what do you call the them? Sewing kit. Yes, <laughs> the sewing yes. kit. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, or like, um, empty jars for like kimchi, like fermenting kimchi. So, um, I know this is a little off topic with the period stuff, but I just want to show that like, there is a, a sustainable yet affordable lifestyle that I think isn't as talked about like it's more fantasized and like a more uh, jazzed up but it really doesn't have to be so yeah exactly it's like the only it's like it seems that the sustainability that people talk about that's really like hyped up on like I don't know a lot of social media is very I think I don't know, it doesn't fully represent all the ways in which people can make changes in their lives. It mostly focuses on the ways that are less accessible to people. And I think there needs to, both with periods and every other facet of life, it needs to focus more on like what people can do in their everyday lives that aren't, you know, expensive or time consuming, but just easy ways that um, people can make changes, you know? I'm so glad you guys brought that point up. Um, it reminds me of this uh, man in India. His name is Arunachalam Muruganatham. I'm sorry if I said the name wrong. I think that's like South Indian. I'm North Indian, so the language is very different. But um, so he actually uh, created this uh, machine that um, that makes like pure products, um, and he's employed women. Um, like he sold the machine, I think 200 machines or so. Um, I could be wrong about exactly how many machines he um, sold thus far because I read this like last year, but um, he sold more than 200 machines to villages and um, people around the world. And um, it's essentially women that use those machines and that affordable pad making process to make pads for other women or menstruators. So it's not only creating jobs, but it's also um, a way of creating um, pads for people in communities where um, those um, food products are not avail available. So I guess um, even though it's, not, it's disposable pads, so it's less sustainable than cloth pads, still um, being able to produce pads in, um, you know, not like huge factories, um, I guess that's still a bit more sustainable and um, being able to provide that service to um, people in rural areas where they don't have accessibility to pads, I think that's that's like amazing work. So it is possible um, for accessibility to be increased, but it's just a matter of being, um, I guess, smart about how it is that we are making pads more accessible or any other mental product more accessible. Yeah, totally. And on like the topic of like sustainability, I always like try and like steer away from this like very Instagram, very whitewashed idea of sustainability. You know, I could literally talk for so long about this, just like the way that these sort of movements have been totally gentrified and like 
especially like sort of like environmental causes as well as like diet causes like veganism and how much has just been taken from like Asian cultures and like brought you know onto Instagram and just sort of like packaged as like I don't know if you guys remember this but there was like this story a couple years ago of one one woman like puts all her trash in a jar for like two years and it was like really big and like this big story and just just sort of the privilege that goes along with that I just think sustainability just needs to be such it's like a topic that has so much like gray area and it's not black or white and I just think you know period and like product accessibility is such an important example of that because you can just see both sides of it and how important it is to consider you know envi the environmental impacts and sustainability but also just ensuring access to people thank you for listening to the period mcmaster podcast for more information check us out on facebook and instagram at period mcmaster or email us at mcmasterperiod at gmail.com